Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Probably should turn off your microphone before you go hello, 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 and, but I didn't. Uh, yeah, well, good afternoon. This is a live, live whatever it is. We used to call it live radio, but I don't know what this is. Live audio, radio, video, whatever. My name is Patrick Timpone. It is August 2nd, 2023, and this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Our phone line is open if you care to call, uh, talk to our guest, and you're going to meet him in just a sec. And 888-663-6386. Email Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. Just a quick uh, um, acknowledgement to all of you little lovely pumpkins who supported us on a little fun drive that we had the last 10 days, and we got ourselves into a little jam. It was organic, you know, organic cherry financial jam, but we got into it because, you know, I'm not the smartest tool in the shed and running this thing, and uh, so I appreciate you, you helping me out and bailing me out on with some cash and help keeps us going for a bit until we figure things out. We also got mm, kind of sort of hacked wasn't really sure what happened, but it got a little weird there for a while, not even getting emails through. But I suspect after a while that you can possibly anger enough people that anything's possible these days, right? And I don't know, I'm a nice guy, I don't know, I didn't anger you, I didn't mean to anger anybody. With me now is uh, an old friend of mine, I've known Charlie for a long time, his name is Charlie Sewell, he's in... Um, Virginia. This, uh, Charlie, what's the name of that city you're in, Charlie? Where are you? Are? What do you like? Bristol. Right? I'm in Bristol, Bristol, Virginia. We're Bristol. a split city. We're on, we're right. on the Tennessee-Virginia line. I bet it's pretty country up there, Charlie Sewell, right? Gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. We are at the beginning, the first two dams of the TVA system. Oh, wow. Start right here in Bristol, Virginia and Watauga, Tennessee. That was actually a TVA thing was when the government was smart enough to do something with all the money. I mean, that, you know what I'm saying, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was in the days where they knew how to do things for the people. Huh. When, when did they do the Tennessee Valley thing? When was that? Well, they started South Holston Dam right before World War II. Mm-hmm. They had to suspend it. Um, because all the explosives and everything went to, um, fight the war and then it started up after the war and they finished it up uh, and i guess i guess any other one would be the hoover dam they took uh, our money right and built a nice yeah. big dam there that was pretty cool right impressive and they could do that today with all the money and build roads and do things and you know whatever but we don't do that anymore do we charlie apparently it's like the colander with all the holes. They put the money in, and they shake it, and they look, and they go, well, gosh, all we have money for is to put up a few signs. <laughs> that's, that's, Oof. Oof. Charlie Sewell is here. And, Charlie, you've been uh, a real student of the Constitution, uh, the courts, law, equity, all this stuff. For how long now have you been at it? I started about 25 years ago. And I chased a lot of rabbit trails. Did you? And 
Yes, I'm, I'm sure everybody has. Of course, you know, the first show we had was probably 15 years ago about uh, the Constitution's 1817, which is the definition of the United States. And I thought that was important, Yeah, but it was just a rabbit trail. It didn't matter. Well, why didn't it matter if, if the right name is not there? Doesn't that matter? They they have us in a maze, <laughs> and we're just going around the maze trying to find a way out. Ah. And and um, a good example is what's happening at school boards across America, yes, um, where instead of teaching reading, writing, and arithmetic, and our nation is sorely uneducated where we were 20 years ago in education and where we are now is dramatic. And um, instead of teaching what the children need, they're teaching CRT, transgender transition, stuff like that. Yes, sir. So it's, you, you just get lost. A good friend of mine uh, a couple of years ago just got tired of the Dripping Springs uh, school board doing such bonker things with masking and all this stuff. That she just ran. Exactly. She just ran for office, and she won. She just printed signs. Wonderful. She went out and knocked on doors. And I've recently talked to her, and she said, "Patrick, it's the biggest mess I've ever seen. It's just yes. Looney Tunes. What what these yes. people are doing and what they want to do. And wow, just it is. We've heard over the years. If you have a take on this, that the school boards in many of the cities, especially almost all the cities, they're being controlled by Agenda 21. Is that right? Well, many of them. what I do know is every time government provides money to a state, yeah. and then that's divided up to all the uh, counties, that they always have strings attached to the money. Mm -hmm. So during the COVID crisis, when they did, I think it was called ERISA, I'd have to look it up, money went to the schools. They were guidelines of how that money had to be spent. Okay. And uh, if I'd known you would bring that up, I would I would look it up That's just right. to share it with you. But part of it was part of it was to put vaccine programs in the schools. Mm. And you may have remembered mm that some of the schools got caught doing um, MNRN vaccines without telling the parents. I don't know if you heard any of that, but, no, um, oh. oh, yeah. This is and that before, was all part of this. This was money. during during COVID, uh, Charlie, or before, uh, during it? This was when when the schools came back in. Okay. When, you know, the schools were shut down for, what, like a year or whatever, yes, year and a half. They, they uh, COVID came in March of twenty. And they shut the schools down, and then they were shut down the next year. Well, when they started up, part of that ERISA money was to provide uh, um, COVID vaccines in the schools to the students, and a lot of the places didn't even inform the parents that what they were doing. They were vaccinating up they, the kids without telling mom and dad. Yeah, they did not get wow. they did not get parent authorization to do the to do the vaccines. Mm. Mm. It, it was wild. 
And and then and so what also happened is the money was designated to teach these other things in very uh, slippery language. Yeah. You can look it up. You can look it up. You can do. I'm pretty sure it was Arissa. I'm not going to look it up. No, I'm not going to try and go for it. So so the critical race theory and now the transgender thing and God knows what's next, right? Yeah, and and you know, I just read. LeBron James had a high school named after him in his hometown. Mm -hmm. Okay. And none of the eighth graders can pass math proficiency. Wow. And, and we know, we know in some of the big city schools, Baltimore has been a big one. It's like, it's, you know, more than half, probably three quarters of the students cannot uh, read and do math on grade level and they're being graduated. My goodness. You know, so so here they are now teaching all of this stuff instead of teaching what needs to be taught. Hmm. Do the parents in these situations, are, are, they, are, you, are they having any recourse with this? Uh, I, I'm not sure. Hmm. I know, I'm sure you may be aware of in Northern Virginia, they had a... Uh, transgender boy allowed to use the girls bathrooms yeah. and his daughter got raped and she went before the he went before the school board to read him the riot act and they actually had him arrested yeah. you know i mean that's how out of control it is but i think there's a possibility i have may have found some remedy for this really well, if you remember i know you remember two years ago i got on about the oath of office. I had studied the oath of office in 2012 and then started studying it again right before all this broke out. And I honestly thought the oath of office was a key to this. Right. Um, I, I mean, I've used the oath of office in the past, not in big things, uh, in getting documents recorded that the clerk didn't want to record mm -hmm. uh, and things like that. And I really thought that that would be a key to stop some of this craziness going on in the school boards. And for some of your listeners, um, there was a group um, called Bonds for the Win that some mothers did yes. and doing the oath of office in the bond. And, and I know they were successful for a while. I don't know how successful, but I found in my school board, it didn't matter at all. And, and, I, and when I mentioned to them, here's your oath of office and, Here's what you said you do yeah. because of your oath of office to the uh, state's declaration of rights, and you're not doing it. And if you're not going to do it, I'm going to contact the bond company. They went ahead and sent it to the bond company as a claim. And the bond company wrote back and said, you don't have any standing to file a claim. And so after about a year, hmm. I realized the oath of office means nothing. These people have no integrity. No integrity, so and, just, and we know that. Wow, it's just, excuse me, it's just outside the law where on paper, constitutionally, the oath of office, you swear, you can generally, was there a time, you think, Charlie Sewell, in our culture where it meant something? Is this new, that they just ignore it? I think at a time, men were more honorable, mm -hmm. but we're dealing with government, and people that like, this is just my experience. Right. I don't know what other people have, have found, but I have found 
And I've talked to other people that have used the oath of office. As a matter of fact, from when I was on two years ago, I had people that listened to the show that contacted me and we exchanged information and ideas. And they found the same frustration that I found, that they just said, so what? Their comment you hear so often is, sue me. Sue well, me. if you don't like it, sue me. And, and, and these people know, first of all, nobody knows how to sue somebody. Nobody has the money to sue them. And the odds of finding an attorney that will sue somebody, you know, <laughs> so it was it was pretty crazy. So it was pretty crazy. So in general, somebody's acting up, whatever, a mayor or city councilman or whatever, doing silly things, as many of them are doing. You, uh, we the people don't have any recourse at all. And can we get him out of office? Well, you know, voting is supposed to be the only key that the people have. Um, but there's something else. Um, in 2020 and this past June, the Supreme Court ruled on some incredible cases. Yes. Um, um, and and what I support three groups, Heritage Foundation, Alliance for Defending Freedom, and judicial watch okay and they win cases hmm. and um but the one thing that always uh uh is a thorn in my side is they never go after these city officials a policeman a city official uh, or a judge that does an unconstitutional ruling and and the latest one was the creative web design uh, creative web design. It was done. They just ruled on it the last day, yeah. June in, 30th. In, in, up in Colorado, right? In Colorado? Yes. Yeah, I, yes. Know, I know that yes. one. Tell folks what that was. Mm -hmm. What? Tell folks what that was. Well, before we do, let me just okay. share with you that these cases, we, we have just lived through unprecedented times starting in March of 2020. Schools were shut down. Businesses were shut down. Churches were shut down. I mean, it is incredible. And it, and and now we know it was an all, all a false flag. Mm -hmm. A lot of us understood. A lot of us didn't refuse to get vaccinated. Okay. And all these things happen. And, you know, wearing masks, uh, six foot distancing, sanitizing everything. When I had my last Medicare physical uh, two and a half years ago um, and talking to my doctor about it. And he just laughed and he said it was all a scam. He knew it was a scam. His friends that are doctors, they all knew it was a scam, mm -hmm. you know, that and, and the mask, da, 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 and we couldn't do anything. Now we have court rulings. And so in talking with my son-in-law, we meet on the weekends and play cards together. He, we were talking about these cases. We were talking about the creative web design, which is just monster. The language of these things is incredible. And so in talking, one of the things he may said, I said, you know, nothing happens to these judges. And he piped up and said, well, they serve for life. It's a lifetime appointment. And I said, I said, no, 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 no. Where did you get that? And he said, well, I, I heard somebody talking and they said it's a lifetime appointment. And I said, no, 
That's not what the Constitution at all says. And under Article 3, Section 1, it says the judges, both of the Supreme and inferior courts, shall hold their office during good behavior. We have been schmoozed (laughs) by judges and all others saying, oh, these appointments are lifetime appointments. That's not what the Constitution says. And I'm going to tie in how important this is in just a moment. I was looking um, this morning on how federal judges get elected, because I wanted to make sure I understood how federal judges get elected, because it fits into what I'm going to share today. And it took me to the Department of Justice website about federal judges. And it said right there, these judges are appointed for life, lifetime appointments. Really? But they're just making that up. They're not. They're not. Right. It's not what the Constitution says. You know, and and Hmm. I don't know if you remember as a slight sidebar, if you remember when the Steele dossier came out and they had it in a special room and all the senators got to go in, they couldn't take their phones, they couldn't take anything. And when they came out and they were questioned and and they were questioned, the Democratic senators and the senators said, oh, Trump's done. We've got the evidence because they lie. They lie all the time. Well, the Department of Justice made a false statement. So what is so important about this in talking to my son-in-law? And I said, you need to understand this. I said, so I went and got it and sent it to him Monday, you know, and I said, here's what it says. You need to understand this. And and I said, there are two things you need to understand when you understand Article 3, Section 1. If you hear somebody saying it's a lifetime appointment, that all these judges are lifetime appointments, uh, the first thing you need to do is run because he's lying. And when he says that, he's telling you he has not read the Constitution. Okay, because you can't say that if you've read the Constitution. And then I said, if you want to have fun, Hmm. call him out on it and say, show it to me. And then you show it to me. Say, here it is right here in the Constitution says for good behavior. Oh, probably within 16 hours, the whole thing exploded in my head because all of a sudden we've got these Supreme Court rulings. And one of the documents on your um um, that I sent you. It's four pages of court rulings, and hopefully we'll be able to touch on a couple of them and get some people excited. Um, the reason these are important now, so the president appoints the federal judge, excuse me, nominates a federal judge the same way that he nominates a Supreme Court justice. Mm-hmm. And then the Judiciary Committee and the Senate question them and vote yes or no. Okay, we the latest one we just saw was Katanji Brown. Okay, but she was a Supreme Court justice. And you may know Trump put in lots of judges because he understood the process and he ran them through like crazy. So what happens now is I realized the Supreme Court cases will even tell you in the creative web design, the Tenth Circuit Court ruled unconstantly, unconstitutionally. And so you have these judges that have ruled unconstitutional and the Supreme Court in their ruling say so and say why. And I thought to myself, well, you know what we need to do? The oath of office didn't work because we were asking them to do something. We're going to turn this around and we're going to file claims against these judges for violating the Constitution 
and violating their oath of office. And we're going to notify the members of the judiciary and our state senators and say we want them to start impeachment proceedings on these judges. That they signed an oath of office saying they would uphold the Constitution and uphold um, the Federal Bill of Rights. The state judges take an oath of office that says they'll uphold the Constitution, the state Constitution. That means the Federal Bill of Rights and the state's Declaration of Rights. And they haven't done it. And so at the state level, what we can do in Virginia, the the governor appoints a judge and then he runs periodically. But we would still notify the governor in our state legislature and file claims for impeachment proceedings because these judges are violating the uh, Constitution, the state Constitution, and the oath of office. And this is something we could see the other hmm. with the oath of office. We were saying, here's your oath of office. This is what you're supposed to do. Do it. Right. And then they just said, well, sue us. Yeah. What are you going to do? You know? Yeah, they were just arrogant and said, so what? What are you going to do about it? Now, the remedy is right here. We're going to we're going to file claims against them and we're going to use the Supreme Court rulings. We're going to use their rulings. And then we're going to use the Supreme Court ruling and file an impeachment, begin an impeachment thing. For just one or two people, it isn't going to matter. But let's take the churches. I, I included this in the court cases. This just came out July 21st in Moscow, Idaho. Moscow, Idaho. That's that's not very close to Stalingrad, but it's right out west. And so in September 20th, um, a church group um, held a a 20-minute outside thing where they were going to read and sing psalms and, 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 and rejoice in the Lord. And they were arrested. Some of them were arrested. <clears throat> and th- these um, these three people filed a case against them, and it just got settled. The city's going to have to pay $300,000 to these people. And here's, here's what it says. Uh, they brought, on March 21st, they brought suit against the uh, city leaders that alleged their rights under the First and Fourth Amendment were violated when they were arrested at an outdoor psalm sing conducted by leaders of the church on September 20th. Um, They were charged with violating the city. This is from the the article, and I've included it when they download the stuff. They were charged with violating the city's repeatedly extended health care ordinance which carved out exemptions for activities protected under the U.S. Constitution and the Idaho State Constitution, including religious activity. And then uh, it goes on really briefly. This was U.S. District Court Judge Morrison, England. On February 1st, 2023, the plaintiffs should never have been arrested in the first place and the constitutionality of what the city thought its code said is irrelevant. Wow. Somehow every city signal city official involved overlooked the exclusionary language of the constitutionally protective behavior in the ordinance. Man, let me tell you why this is so important. We already talked about federal judges and state judges. But the other problem we have are city attorneys, school board attorneys. 
I don't know if police department have attorneys or not, and they are okaying what this ordinance said. And it took from September of 2020 to July 21st of 2023, basically a little over two years, and the city had to settle because their ordinance was unconstitutional. And so now what we actually have is the city attorney oh now you now one of the things that's important if you have to research everything you do before you file a claim and so you would have to get the city records to find out if this attorney told the city council i don't think you guys can do this this is unconstitutional and it needs to be on the record where he stated in the record, no, you can't do this. This is unconstitutional. Mm. And the city council said, we're doing it anyway. But the odds are he okayed it. And now you just write him and say, good news, bad news. I'm informing you. I'm filing a claim with the bar association against your bar license. So you know you're going to get these three church members and you're going to get everybody in their church. Let's just say their church has 40 people. Yeah. They all 40 file a claim with the Bar Association against the city attorney. for, And this judge has already ruled that what they did was unconstitutional, which is kick ass right there. And then I'm going to read a couple of um, Supreme Court rulings that say the same thing. The great one is the Archdiocese of New York versus Mayor Cuomo uh, for doing the same thing, keeping liquor stores. Um, I remember um, that one. Yeah. Although, yeah, yeah, wait till you hear the language in it. It's monster. And so now, all of a sudden, it came to it. Here, right here, this this city council has been slapped down that the ordinance does not overrule the Constitution. This is so powerful in a thousand ways, okay? And now, so now, these three guys at the church, and I'm sure the city of Moscow has more than one church, and they were denied access to church services, and you know, it wasn't just church services. They were denied funerals. Yeah, Families mean, buried yeah. their loved ones, and some of them couldn't even have any more than just the immediate family. All of that. And so now all of the churchgoers in the Moscow, Idaho, can file claims against this city attorney for breach of fiduciary duty, violation of the Constitution as re- as ruled by this court and the other court cases, and and these people demand that he either be sanctioned or he be disbarred. Ooh, that's pretty heavy stuff. So, are you, do, you, do you know some people there in Moscow that are going to follow through with this? Or I don't know. I'm, I haven't even. I've been putting notes on all of this, and I haven't even had the idea of contacting and letting them know. Because you see, here's what happens. Here's what. This is why. I get upset with the Heritage Foundation, Judicial Watch, and Alliance Defending Freedom. And Alliance Defending Freedom is the one that did the creative web design and won at the Supreme Court. These people are wonderful, but they don't do anything to these people that violate the Constitution and the oath of office. Just let it go. Yeah, it just lets it go. And so these people keep doing it, okay? These people keep doing it. These judges, these attorneys keep doing it. Did you notice during the COVID crisis that not one single attorney 
that I'm aware of, and I think we would have heard of it on the news, not one single attorney filed a case against the city council or the school board for what they were doing to their children with these vac- mandatory vaccines, masks, Mas- all of that stuff. Not a single one. I don't re- recall ever seeing a, a suit that anybody did anything. Well, let me tell you what's so fun about this. <laughs> you see, all judges hate to have a case overturned. Yeah, they don't like that. Do you know why that is? Well, no. Because for a state judge to have cases overturned disqualifies him for a federal judgeship. So let me see if I understand. So I got a case and um, I file an appeal. And during the appeal, I win because the judge screwed up with the original case, right? Exactly. And then so if that happens, a regular judge can't become a federal judge? It's a black mark on his record. Okay, it's like when you get a speeding ticket. What happens to your auto insurance? Goes up, right? Mm-hmm. And if you get more, if you get more speeding tickets, what happens? Your insurance company drops you, doesn't it? Yes, sir. Okay, so it's the same thing. So, uh, so one person writes in to the judge that handled files files with the bar association. One one guy files a claim against the attorney because the uh, appellate court ruled that he didn't do it right. Well, one guy, big deal. But what happens if 20 or 30 file mm-hmm. a, a claim, not a complaint, a claim backed up by evidence of the appeal court or Supreme Court rulings? That's powerful. Take these churches and businesses that were shut down. The gyms were shut down. They went and arrested these guys. Some of these guys were fined thousands and thousands of dollars. And now the gym owners and all the members can file claims against the city attorney that went along with it. Okay? Because we are this judge was correct when he said the plaintiff should never have been arrested in the first place. The constitutionality of what the city thought its code said is irrelevant. Somehow, every single city official involved overlooked the exclusionary language of the constitutionally protected behavior in the ordinance. Okay? They didn't have the authority, and they went along with it. So, same thing happens with a federal judge. What happens if he not only gets overturned, like the Tenth Circuit did in the uh, creative web design in in Colorado, but... um, the judges, the lower judges. So now the federal judge that ruled in unconstitutionally, that's a black mark on him being considered for the Supreme Court. I see. They don't like that. They don't like that. Now here's a more fun. <laughs> How do, who gets appointed or elected to be a state judge? An attorney in the state, right? So what happens if all the people in the church and the businesses that got shut down and they all file claims against the city attorney or any other attorney that was involved in 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 doing these unconstitutional orders and you have 50 or 100 claims 
on his record with the Bar Association think he's going to get recommended for a state judge? No way. Now, I mean, now, again, I'm not giving legal advice. This is just an exploratory conversation because this just came to me in the last three weeks. And I'm looking at this that finally we've got some recourse. We don't have to hire an attorney to hire to do anybody. I don't even have to be directly involved in it. And you can you can okay. file a claim. I don't I'm reporting a crime. Huh. The same way if I look out and I see somebody breaking into your car and I go, Oh, that's Patrick's car. It's not my responsibility to call the police. <laughs> Screw Patrick. Boy, is he in for a surprise. Okay, yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, and so 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 now, even though I'm not involved. I now find out about this guy because what happens if I end up going into his court? I know there are huge odds that he's going to do an unconstitutional ruling against me. So now this is what's called a credible threat hmm. that if he's doing, and I got this from the creative web design case, and I'm going to share that when we get there in a moment. Okay. And so do you see how this kind of fits together? So here we were with these oaths of office saying, you've got to do this. You've got to do this. Your oath of office says you have to do this. And they just went, <laughs> you know, now we're going to say, I mean, I don't even have to let them know. You don't have to let them know. You just say, hey, you did it. I'm reporting it. You know, you don't walk up to a guy doing an armed robbery and tap him on the shoulder and say, excuse me, sir, you're doing an armed robbery. That is against the law. And I'm here to protect you. Well, good. I'm going to protect you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> pop a cap. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to stop for a moment and let us see if you have questions Crazy or anything. Thing. Does that yeah. kind of make sense? Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of with you. I'm losing a little bit, but. That's all right. I'll stay with you. This is cool. Um, Article 3, Section 1 of the Constitution, the judicial power of the United States shall be vested in one Supreme Court and in, in such inferior courts as the Congress may from time to time ordain and establish. The judges, both the Supreme and the inferior courts, shall hold their offices during good behavior and shall, at stated times, receive their services, a compensation which shall not be diminished during their continuance in office. So all this thing, even with Supreme Court people saying they have a lifetime, and they, it's just not true. Uh, good behavior. According to this, is yeah, According to Article 3. But who would determine, you'd have to take them to court and prove that their behavior is other than good? No, the Supreme Court just did. In the creative web design, they, they determined that the state judges were incorrect when they Remember, in order for Mrs. Smith of Creative Web Designs, and that's actually her name, yeah. to get to the Supreme Court, she had to go through the state courts. Then she went through the federal courts. Yeah. And then to the Supreme Court. Right. Okay. So all of these courts that ruled against her unconstitutionally, and when you actually read the case, I mean, I started reading cases in mostly I read quotes and articles. And then in 2022, when they came out with some rulings, the gun case and some others, I actually downloaded what the Supreme Court said and started reading it. I read about um, when the court uh, slapped down OSHA 
said OSHA didn't have, was outside of her authority to demand businesses with more than a hundred right. employees mandate all of those. I went and re- the one about um, they were going to do bailout money to just farmers of color. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I read that case. It wasn't very long. They said no. That that's a um, violation of uh, equal protection under the law. They did the same thing with restaurant owners. They were going to give bailout money to um, 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 restaurant owners of color, mm-hmm. and and somebody took it, and, and they see they wanted to drag it through the system. And the court came up and said, "No, we're dealing it right now because if if we wait for the system to work a, a year and a half, the money will be gone." So that's what got me reading these cases, and they are incredible. And wait till you hear Achalucha County in Florida. So so the key is, so see, you don't have to take them to court. They've already been to court. They've already been. You just do the claim. You do the claim. Yeah. Well, they've been to the Supreme Court, just found them guilty of ruling unconstitutional in the creative web design and in in the, anyway, all of the ones, you understand what I'm saying? So we don't have to take the judges to court. We don't even have to notify I'm just, I'm going to go ahead. I want people to understand wow. that you need to get a group of people to get, this is simple. Is it? Because we're going to use the Supreme Court case. I'm not giving you my opinion. My opinion isn't worth anything. But it says here, during good behavior. Well, I am probably 99.999% certain that violating the Constitution <laughs> is not good behavior. <laughs> Now I get to jam their oath of office where the sun doesn't shine and say, I'm 99.99% certain that you violated your oath of office. That's your duty as a trustee. You violated your fiduciary duty also. And now we're going to do whatever we can to start impeachment proceedings. And one or two letters isn't going to matter. But if you get 20 people from this church and 10 people from this church and you've got 30 people, because you see, the letter is going to be the same. The letter is going to be on such and such a date. You did this ruling. And here's where the Supreme Court in June 30th to 2022 said what you said was unconstitutional. So therefore, you violated your fiduciary duty of good behavior. You violated the Constitution and the oath of office. And I'm contacting my legislature to begin impeachment proceedings. And all of a sudden, the legislative representatives for Colorado and the Judiciary Committee, let's just say 150 letters. They're in a hot spot now. One letter they can brush off, 100, 150, 200. But it's, and it's, so it's simply a letter. And what are, who are you sending it to, this, these letters? And what are you asking them to do to start uh, impeachment proceedings? Well, at the federal level, you're going to contact, I looked it up, the president nominates them, um, the the Senate judiciary reviews it, and then it goes to a vote. So you would want to notify your federal legislature, the federal senators, that this federal judge in the district has violated the Constitution, the oath of office. Here's the Supreme Court case. They're actually... So a lot of these guys there too. See, creative web design and the archdiocese of New York 
are basically the same thing. The, the, they were charged, the people were charged, the people charged their state officials with violating the First Amendment religious freedom. It's two different kinds. One was meeting and one was doing web design, but it was still the same. Mm -hmm. So all of these points, you say, here are the Supreme Court cases that proved that they violated the Constitution. They violated their oath of office, their fiduciary duty. And now I want this investigated and I want impeachment proceedings begun. And so that's how you begin that. Then you send a letter to your local paper to the, you send a letter to the, and a short letter to the editor and put it in the paper. Say here, 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 these guys don't get to do this. So this is really a way for people who are uh, of the mind that you are and understand this to maybe do something and have a remedy and have some fun and see if they can get somewhere with this stuff rather than just sitting back and letting these people tell us what to do for the rest of our lives. Right? Okay, so now here we are. Here we are now. You've always heard about the sacrificial lamb. Right. Okay, and have you heard anything? Do you, you may not because it's too far away. I'm in Virginia. Northern Virginia is on the East Coast. So have you ever, have you followed or heard any of the uproar going on in Northern Virginia with the school boards? No. Have I, you followed that? Okay, well, it's been huge. They've had people arrested, removed, hmm. all sorts of thing the school board uh there are so arrogant well now you're just going to go after the attorney for the school board really he okayed it we've got rulings now from the supreme court and lower courts that all of that was unconstitutional so he violated the state constitution the federal constitution and his oath of office and now all of those people start filing claims with the Virginia Bar Association against the bar license. And you want him either sanctioned or ideally you want him disbarred because it's obviously he can't practice law because he here's the Supreme Court and federal court and state court rulings that he's violated the rights of the people protected under the First Amendment. Well, you get some of this material to, to those activists in these areas and they would eat this up, wouldn't they? They would have a party. That's what I'm thinking. They would That's have a party I'm with this, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, yeah, because now instead of, you know, most of them got up there and the school board says, sure. okay, you have three minutes. Right. And at the end of three minutes, they're cut off. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're just running them through. Now they're going to say, hey, great news is I may have three minutes, but wait till you see what fun I'm going to have with the bar association with your school board attorney over here. You guys have hung him out to dry. He's hung himself I can't get you without hiring an attorney and go to court, but I can get him. We're going to get him. We're going to hold him accountable because the Supreme Court says you can't do this, and he okayed it. Hmm. It's on him. Hmm. Pretty powerful stuff, Charlie Sewell. Pretty powerful. But, well, like you said, I think I think this provides some remedy that I haven't seen in the 20 year, 20, 25 years, I've been studying and trying to find redress of grievance. Really? You've never found anything yeah. this good, huh? Uh, well, I haven't found anything that works. I mean, I cannot name anybody that I personally know that's beat a traffic ticket. Okay? And 
you know, and I've, I've read a lot of things. I've heard a lot of people, they talk about, you do this, you do that. You need to file this. You you need to file that. And, and, and there are a ton of cases that traveling in your automobile is constitutional. I mean, I, you know, but it just, so this just ends that. It just ends that. We're either going to file, if they're just an attorney, like the city attorney, school board attorney, we're, we're just going to file against their bar license and use the Supreme Court rulings. I'm just reporting a crime. You know, um, if if some guy's a pedophile abusing a child, doesn't have to be your child to report it, does no, it? Could, no, no. no so now, So now all of a sudden, all of a sudden, we, we can use these court cases. And when you're ready, we'll go look at some of these court cases. Yeah, let's do, let's do a little break here first. Good job. You good. Charlie's always a handful and fun to talk to. I don't know anybody as geeky as he is that will read these cases and try to figure this out. This is what he does his whole life. This is what he does. Charlie Sewell. Now, we have uh, about four or five documents here. And for the record, we're going to call these Charlie's August 2nd Docs. Charlie's August 2nd Docs. So when you email me someday, you watch this video, even, who knows, six months from now, I'll have them, and we'll send you out these docs, and you can do a little research and see if you can, you know, get some, have some fun where you are and get some people interested in holding these people accountable. You know, I think it's one of the most uh, um, underreported or underacknowledged um, um, traumas I don't know if trauma is a good word, with most people in this country, is it just kind of eats away at them that these looney tunes calling themselves politicians do this stuff and nobody does anything. You know, They can't hold them accountable. And I know it eats away. You know, People I talk to, it just kind of gets people. That, so maybe this is something that, that you could pass on to. If it's not you, you could pass on to somebody else that's got more, you know, got more juice in that area than wants to do it. Um, so, um, join us, uh, today, right now, as we're live here, August 2nd, oneradionetwork.com, about, uh, 10 minutes before one, 888-663-6386, 888-663-6386, or email patrick, oneradionetwork.com, if you have questions or comments for Charlie Sewell, and, uh, one of our great, uh, affiliate people that we've been working with for 15 years, Easter Thrival. There's a big sale going on right now, pine pollen. Guys, this is, uh, this is the mother load of something that you could take that's a, a real food pollen from a tree to boost testosterone levels and give you the get up and go to, to write a letter to <laughs> write one of these letters. Um, just, uh, and it's on sale right now, and you know, I'll let Daniel tell you about it. The first supplement I like to take in the morning, right after I wake up, is Pine Pollen Pure Potency, or P4. This is Sir Thrival's flagship testosterone and androgen support formula. It's made with the pollen of pine trees, which is rich in testosterone, androstenedione, DHEA, and a bunch of plant sterols. These are all substances, phytochemicals, that support the body's natural androgens. 
or male hormones. Of course, men and women are using this product, but usually it's men in andropause. Men after age 40 whose testosterone production has started to decline. Many of survival supplements can be taken any time of day, but Pine Pollen Pure Potency, it's important that you take at very specific times of the day. Now it can be taken once, twice, or three times, depending on how much you want to supplement yourself with the phytoandrogens found in it. But the key is taking it at morning, right upon waking, midday or noon, and then again right before bed. So once, twice, or three times a day, but always at those times. And that's because that's when your body's naturally producing its own testosterone. And all we wanna do is amplify that sine wave. We don't wanna to start to take testosterone at a time where our body's purged it from the bloodstream. Instead, we wanna take it at a time where those levels are already spiking and we're just subtly helping to increase them. This product tastes fantastic. I think of it like an orange creamsicle. And that's because in addition to that subtle pine flavor, there's a little bit of orange peel, Tahitian vanilla bean, cloves, and then a little bit of maple syrup just to give it this nice kind of sweet orange flavor. So it's really delicious and easy to take. So if you're looking to increase your testosterone or androgen levels and you want an alternative to pharmaceutical testosterone replacement therapies, there's nothing that does it better than pine pollen pure potency. And the promo code for this baby is RESTORE, RESTORE, on oneradionetwork.com. Any survival link, just check it out. Any survival link, oneradionetwork.com. Restore is the promo code. These air purifiers called Air Doctor, they're really good. I have one. You can find the right one for you by clicking on the link, you see a little picture here. It looks like R2-D2. And um, you, you can find the right one for your room size. It's really a wonderful way to clean up all things that go creepy crawly in the night in your home. And then if you have windows open stuff, you know, pollen will come in. So it's really a, it's really a terrific um Technology, very very intuitive. So it's Air Doctor. Um, check it out. Go on the website, and uh, you'll find that it's pretty cool. And speaking of things in your home, you can use this to um, help your body deal with electromagnetic fields. And you, it's called Blue Shield. We're talking with Brandon Amalani about his great product, the Blue Shield. Uh, and the Blue Shield is uh, the main product is a cube, and it doesn't block the EMFs as some people think, right, Brandon? That's correct. It doesn't. It's it's really about the communication of the device and the, and the body. And what we figured out is how to communicate with the body and amp it up. So it's affecting the cell voltage. It's affecting the intercellular communication. And uh, the most important part is that it's getting the body to stop fighting the EMF, which are repetitive signals in the environment. They're non-native, they're man-made, and the body raises white blood cell counts and, and attacks it like it's a virus, essentially. That's interesting. That's very, very different technology from most units around. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This uses uh, multiple scalar outputs, and, and it's really innovative, the scalar realm, because it's using crystal photonics or light to basically do this digital signaling that creates these longitudinal waves that move through time, space, and affect the subatomic structures between atoms. So as it moves and passes through your body, it's literally affecting the mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual components of what we're made up of. 
Well, as you can hear, this is this is interesting technology, very different, and working on the cells in the body. Uh, the Blue Shield, it's on our website, front page, use promo code one radio, little cube, take care of the whole house. They also have a little personal guy you can put in your pocket or purse. Blue Shield, promo code one radio, one radio network.com. Uh, really is a, a nice technology out of Australia. And they've been doing it, I think, 20 years or so. Lots of uh, peer-reviewed studies, if you're in the studies, and they've proven uh, that um, it helps with production of animals, cows, chickens, and they have a lower mortality and better production just by having these, these units to block the electromagnetic fields throughout the far, you know, farm with cell phone towers and stuff. Pretty cool. So it's all on oneradionetwork.com. Click through our website to be sure if you can, and that'll make sure that, that we get credit for the, uh, for the deal. And that's how we support ourselves is by your support of buying the products. That's how we do it. Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Longtime friend Charlie Sewell is with us. He's giving you the old red pill about the courts today, aren't you, Charlie? I love it that you get so excited about this stuff. It's amazing to me that you have the, the intellectual capacity to read all this geek and make some sense out of it. I've just always been amazed at that, Charlie. Well, I want, before we move to the next thing, I want to make sure everybody understands something. <clears throat> you don't want to bundle all your claims in one letter. Let's say you're filing a claim with the Bar Association against the school board attorney. Okay. You don't want to say in one letter, he did this, he did that, he did that, because if they discount your letter, then all the claims are gone. You want to do each one separate in a separate letter. Wow. Does that make sense? Yeah. And if you get a bunch of people together in your area of uh, school boards, they can each, everybody can send the same letter? Sure. Yeah. Because you're reporting the same crime. Mm -hmm. You're using the same Supreme Court ruling. Yeah. And the other thing is you want to use the, the, learn to use the correct language. Okay. A lot of people say, they're meeting for peaceful assembly. It's not what the Constitution, excuse me, the Bill of Rights says. It's peaceable assembly. Peaceable. So when you, hmm. yeah, okay. And so what is so exciting about these rulings for the Supreme Court is when you read them, and you don't have to read them all. Most of the, all the Supreme Courts I read, the creative web design is 70 pages. Wow. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Very difficult for me to read 70 pages. The first six pages is a syllabus of the whole case. Mm -hmm. So you can, in six pages, it will tell you all the important information you need. Okay. Now, the second part I'm reading, which is like 12 pages, is Neil Gorchis's, um He's the one that was explaining the ruling in favor of Mrs. Smith of creative web design, okay? So the first one is just a syllabus, and then each justice on a, is given the, and and also, I mean, it's just powerful. Um, Clarence Thomas is in there. They both did 
um, um, concurring opinions on the ruling that uh, Colorado didn't have the right to do it. It was great. So just give people an overview so we keep using this case so they know this was a lady who did uh, web designs and she didn't want to do a web design for a gay couple. How, what was the story? Quick, just over, big view. I, I'll tell you, um, um, it's best for the people to read it. What she said was her web designs were unique yes. and <clears throat> she was not going to, if I'm, <laughs> I can't even remember the exact wording they said, but what they said, she said she wasn't going to do a um, web page that was against her religious belief. The same way she wouldn't do a web page if somebody wanted to put stuff about violence. You know, that they okay. wanted a web page about rioting and da 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 da. Or she wouldn't do a web page if somebody wanted to put pedophilia in it and stuff like that. Same okay. Thing. So it was her beliefs that she was not going to create a web page that um, <clears throat> was against her beliefs. Yeah. And since we're there, if you want, we can look at this case real quick. Yeah. And which, which, which uh, document so I can find it are we going to look at? This okay. is. This is the four-page um, rulings that I sent you. What's it called? It What's says, the, find the rulings oh, I, I that apply. Okay. I got here. Find the rulings that apply. And we're going to be able to give you these. The, we will give you these docs if you want. So I've got, I'm on find the rulings that apply. Okay. So let's go to page two. Okay. Page two. The bottom of the page. Okay. I'm there. It says creative web design. Yeah designer versus Elenis or however you pronounce it. And these are quotes from the six-page syllabus. Mm -hmm. Okay. Colorado seeks to compel this speech in order to exercise certain ideas or viewpoints from the public debate. Okay. Excise. Exercise. So what they were trying to do, well, we'll just read them all. The Tenth Circuit thought that Colorado could compel speech. This court's First Amendment precedent teaches otherwise. See, so right here, they said that judges on the Tenth Circuit were incorrect. They ruled that Colorado could make Mrs. Smith do a web design that was in violation of her web, her, for her religious freedom. And it says right here, First Amendment says otherwise. So now here's a case. Here's one of the, this is a case you use if you file claims against the turf 10th Circuit judges. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. Under Colorado logic, the government may compel anyone. The First Amendment tolerates none of this. The last quotation, the First Amendment protects an individual's right to speak his mind. This is such an important quotation. This is just incredible. The First Amendment protects an individual's right to speak his mind, regardless of whether the government considers his speech sensible Ooh. and well-intentioned or deeply misguided. This would be good for a talk show guy, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and likely to cause anguish or incalculable relief. So it says it may not be sensible speech. It may not be well-intentioned or deeply misguided. And even if it caused anguish or incalculable, the government may not compel a person to speak its own preferred message. Wow. So obviously the state of Colorado is pushing a socialist message and, and 
Mrs. Smith at creative web design said she wasn't going to do it. And they tried to compel her and said the Supreme Court says they don't get to do it. And, can, and they tell you that. why in a minute. How, how, can, how can this here, other court be so off? I mean, what's up with that? I mean, it's just the exactly opposite of what the what this 10th Circuit Court said. 